Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a compulsive, a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, July 1st, 2022. Today we're reading from the big book. We're on page 12. We're in Bill's story, the fifth paragraph, and we're reading just one paragraph, starting with, thus I was convinced, and ending with a new world came into view. All right, today's readers are, for the 12 steps, we have Amarie M. The traditions, we have Nosa J. Reading the text will be Tenzin P. Page 164 is Benita L. Darrell's our backup reader. Newcomer reader is going to be Loretta M. And the second hour host is Nancy P. All right, so our reference numbers for yesterday, June 30th, 2022, 7 a.m. is 19,000. 123, so 19123. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 19,124. 19124. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, either soliciting or accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA and to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, so we're going to have the 12 steps, and Anne Marie is going to read those for us. Star one, Anne Marie. Okay, there I go. All right. There you are. Good morning. Here I am, yes. Um, good morning. I'm just going to take a good morning. This is Anne-Marie M., Recovered Compulsive the Eater in South Carolina. Uh, and through God's grace, oh, yeah, I said that already. Okay. Good morning. Um, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, 
promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Next up, we have Nosa J with the 12 Traditions. Good morning, everyone. It's Nosa J, compulsive overeater for Houston, Texas. And here are the 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. A loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and have a happy Friday. Thank you, Nosa. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker, speakers should be muted. So today we are in Bill's story, page 12, the fifth paragraph, starting with, thus I was convinced 
and ending with a new world came into view. And Ken's and P's going to start us off today. Good morning. Ken's and P checking in from New York City. Here's the paragraph. Thus was I convinced that God is concerned with us humans when we want him enough. At long last, I saw, I felt, I believed. Scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes. A new world came into view. That's the end of that paragraph, short and sweet, very powerful. So I think it's uh, interesting that today is July 1st, first day of the month. What we've been uh, exposed to uh, yesterday in the paragraph as well, this is is the new beginning for Bill. So uh, when Bill says thus, was I convinced? So, at, so he's referring back to uh, sitting at the table with Ebby, and particularly to the paragraph that's just come before, where where um, Ebby has suggested that Bill uh, could come up with a power that he would understand, that Bill would understand, a power greater than himself. Nothing more was required for me than to make a beginning in that way. So um, in, in the first paragraph today, in the first sentence today, thus was I conceived that God is concerned with us humans when we want him enough. Well, Bill had been through a huge amount of suffering. Uh, he'd been talking to us about it over the last few pages. And um, he'd been wanting and wanting and wanting, but something finally changed. For me personally, it's hard to know what finally changed. I, I was willing, I showed up, but the willingness somehow didn't have effect for quite some time. And then um, something changed in Bill. At long last, he saw he felt, he believed. So that's not only about his feelings, but it's about something deeper. It's about something much deeper and that the scales of pride and prejudice fell from his eyes. A new world came into view. So from here on, um, there's going to be a sense of an underlying sense of the goodness, the kindness, and the love that is available to Bill, not only to receive, but fundamentally to give in all the ways that he will give as he works through the steps and the rest of the program for the rest of his life. So um, complete willingness for me was also, I remember the first day on the Vision for You lines when I heard someone talk about complete abstinence. And that was something that had never ever occurred to me before. I'd been trying in many ways, but so there's complete willingness on the inside, but also there's behavior, complete abstinence, and then working with 
the help of others and a higher power through the rest of the steps. Uh, did you say that's my time? Yes. Maybe yep. not. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Okay. So I'm just so uh, honored to be here today and every day with you all. And uh, I pass. I look forward to hearing what everyone has to say. Thanks, Tenzin. So now we're going to open up for sharing. But uh, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so others will get a shot to share too. So if you shared on Wednesday or Thursday, just step back for us. So who would like to share on Bill's story here today? Donna Collinsy. And Cheryl. Donna Ken. John M. John. Esther. Cheryl A. Uh, Esther and Cal. Let's that's let's leave it that for now and then I'll uh I'll catch up with the others also. I think there was an Esther in there. Okay. So we got Donna, Harwin, Julie, Ken, John, Esther, and Cal. All right, Donna. You're up. Just give me uh the first initial the first initial of the last name. That's what I need. Mean. Donna Q. Hey guys. Thank you. Um my my heart are I hear it so as soon as I read this phrase it says, Thus I was that God is concerned with when we want him enough. Um my version where he says, I want you to want me. And it's more almost that was wrong. And I know too much about that. I go through that. So I put the food back in the fridge because there's all kinds of foods in my house because my son is not a compulsive overeater. Anyway, so I chose him today, and I'm so glad that this is the reading. It's so nice, but that's all I have today. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Donna. So next up is Harlan, followed by Julie R. Thank you, Russ. Thank you for your service. It is November of 1934. Ebby and Bill Wilson are talking at 182 Clinton Street in Brooklyn. Bill is drunk and Ebby is sober. Ebby has been trying to convey a message to Bill that there is a spiritual set of actions that he has been taking to stay sober. Bill knows the problem. He knows of the physical allergy. He knows of the twist of the mind. He knows of the hopeless nature of the condition. Ebby does not know the problem. Bill does not know the solution. At this moment, when this paragraph is read, the message has been delivered. The fight is over. Ebby Thatcher will live for 69 years. For most of that time, he will be drunk. He is a drunk, a sot. But never in the thousands and thousands of years in the annals of human history has a more important godlike mission been completed. He has delivered the message to the person that will deliver that message to the world. Let's take a look. At long last, I saw, what did he see? He saw recovery. He had been hospitalized at Towns Hospital twice previous. 
he saw moderate heavy drinkers and alcoholics not drinking, but he had never seen recovery. He had only seen people that were dry drunk. Now he is looking at the face of recovery. What did he feel? He felt hope. For the first time in his adult life, Bill Wilson feels hope and he believed. What did he believe? He believed after all this debate that God could and would if he were sought. He will repeat that on page 60 on C, that God could and would if he were sought. Ebby Thatcher will live for 69 years. Never before or after that will he do anything more important. He has now successfully delivered the message. What does Bill Wilson say here? A new world came into view. Scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes. A new world came into view. Is it a new world just for Bill? No. It is a new world for every human being afflicted with addiction, born and unborn, to 20,000 generations into the future. They will be recounting Ebby Thatcher's visit. Now, Ebby is going to take Bill through the steps on the 14th and 15th of December because Bill will put the liquor down finally on the 11th of December 1934. He will go into the hospital again, and it is Ebby that will sponsor him through the steps. But at this point, in this one short paragraph, the message has been Sorry. delivered, the message has been received, and the confluence of the problem and the solution have now come together to form what we know today as our program of recovery. And with that, I will pass. Thanks for your service, Russ. Thanks, R. Next up is Julie R., followed by Ken W.H. Hey, thank you, Russ. Julie R., recovered compulsive overeater from California. <sighs> you know, when it says, thus was I convinced that God is concerned with us humans, that means me. You know, I never put myself in that category. You know, what is God going to do for me? Because the God that I had surely wouldn't have time for me. And, you know, I like, you know, Harlan gives a little bit of that history. And um, we get to see, you know, what happened with Bill and Ebby. And I get to see what happened with me and my Ebbies that I've had. You know, I've had multiple ones. And when I read, at long last, I saw, I felt, I believed. Because I can just look at the, my life. You know, I was always trying to fit in. It's that round peg in the square hole. I got that backwards or whatever. I was always trying to be better. I had to be stronger. I had to be this. But it was so false. And, of course, it was selfish. I was filled with self-centeredness. I was morbidly obese. I was a manipulator. I was angry. And um, I never thought I would be able to get out of that. And, of course, I can't because I have to have that. You know, I have to be infused with power. But, you know, when it's a new world came into view, what does that mean? It's like I don't have to act, think, behave the way that I did. Um, you know, yeah, you know, the food's down, abstinence, 100% black and white. But what is after that? And that's where my scales of pride and prejudice fell. I could look at people just as a fellow traveler. I didn't have to judge people. And people started changing towards me. 
um, it's just exciting. It's because I am no longer that shell of a woman, even though you wouldn't think I was a shell of a woman because I had to act tough. But, you know, where's my life today? My life today is, you know, I got up at three, prayed and meditated for my 30 minutes, talked to a fellow already. I start my day with God. I would have never done that years ago. It was all about me. What, how's my day going to be for Julie? Now it's like, God, how can I be a service to someone else? Um, yeah, OA saved my life without a doubt. And I am just so happy to be here. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Jules. Appreciate it. So before Ken jumps up on here, just want to let you know if he jumped on uh, a little late. We are on page 12 in Bill's story. Thus, I was convinced to a new world came into view. It's the fifth paragraph. So, Ken W.H., you're up, buddy. Thanks, Russ. Uh, great to be here this morning, and uh, great to have everybody here. <clears throat> great to be alive and sober. I'm Ken W.H., uh, recovered compulsive eater from North Carolina. Um, I have become convinced that uh, God is, has been, is, and always will be concerned with us humans as well as the rest of creation. Um, The question, I personalize it when I ask myself the question, (laughs) uh, do I want it or not? Do I want him enough? Um, The the, the wanting, the desire is... uh, of God for me is clear. Uh, the word uh, will, God's will for me, uh, it has the implication from the original languages, has the implication of God's longing and wanting for me um, to be uh, intimate with Him, if you will. And um, I need to make I need to make a decision. <laughs> to uh, embrace that intimacy and uh, walk with him. Um, I love this this image of the scales dropping from my eyes. Uh, not only is it a, a reference of some sort to uh, ancient writing, but it's also uh, really current for me. A few years ago, I, I had cataracts and cataract surgery. And before the surgery, uh, you know, things were getting dim and blurry and uh, a lot of interference in my sight. And then I had this surgery, and it was absolutely stunning, uh, the difference uh, when I came out of that surgery. The scales had been taken from my eyes, they, um, and I could see, and I could see better. And that has been the case for me when... God has entered my life in a powerful way that I can say today that I can see. I can see who's walking with me, who who speaks my name. And um, wow, <laughs> what, what a feeling that is. It's almost indescribable, and I won't even try to describe it. Uh, it's beyond words. It's, it's mysterious, mysteriously powerful and beautiful. Um, y'all come. It's it's a <laughs> it's an incredible journey, and I I'll pass for now. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate you. Next up is John M. Followed by Esther. 
John M., star one, please. John M. here. As I read uh, page 12, I think about the qualities of God and omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent come to mind. And I have had a belief in God for 50 years, and I believed he was omniscient and omnipresent. But the omnipotent part I saw was lacking because I didn't believe that God could uh, change me like that. Um, whether it was a lack of desire or lack of faith, I don't know. But I realized I had a powerless God. And I didn't want a powerless God. So through this program, I'm learning that he has changed others. And when I hear the stories and the desperation, I thought, well, man, if he can change those people's lives, my situation isn't that dire, then he can do me. So I'm grappling with that final um, quality and praying to feel it in my heart. And it's uh, wonderful, the people along the way that we're meeting, their stories. It's just, it is a wonderful, wonderful program, and I promote it everywhere I go. So just glad to be here this morning. Glad to be in the number. Thank you for listening. Thanks, John. Next up is Esther Fall by Carol. Yes, this is actually Clea Esther J. And Sorry uh, about that. I know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nobody. Is. Okay. But anyway, thank I've been in, uh, in out of these rooms. Uh, thank you for your service, and thank you everyone on the call. But I wasn't going to say anything. It's kind of like you know. Um, but I was just so compelled because I've been telling uh, sponsors that um, this. I'm in grace. I'm just kind of in grace. You know, food's not an issue. Da da da. But I've been in program in and out, and I think when I came in, and it's a journey. I think I've heard people talk about the journey, and mine certainly was a journey. I was always looking for an easier, softer way. Um, food was still the issue. My God was a God that I could pick up and put down, and, you know, when it was convenient. And so I really got serious about the program, and I really looked at sponsors who had what I wanted. I looked at, I knew that it wasn't about weight, you know, I think maturity and just being in the program and hearing people talk. I wanted what people had. <clears throat> and when they talked about entire abstinence, I was still kind of like, hmm. But I, I got abstinence. I got a sponsor. They, you know, she said, pay $200 for, you know, da-da-da. I did. I said, God, help me. Give me a willing spirit to do what I need to do because I want the promises of the program. I, I don't care about the weight. I want the promises of the program. And he gave that to me. I keep telling my sponsors, it's grace. But when I heard this today at long last, you know, I, you know, I, and I, I'm not going to say I'm recovered. I'm not eating. I'm, I have food is not an issue for me. And when I talk to people, I'm like, you have to be careful. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not even having to be careful. I'm just, you know, I feel like I'm walking in grace. But what I feel is what I heard today, a new world came into view. And so and um, that connection, that spiritual connection, I think when, you know, it's like, um, you know, it's. I, you know, it's like I know I'm not going to gain all this weight and stuff like that, but that's not the reason I'm here. I'm here because I can wake up with a spiritual connection. I can wake up knowing that my day is going to be okay, and I just, I'm just i just very thankful for the program, and um, 
this with this I'll pass and just thank everyone. I thank God for finding uh, this this wonderful program of recovery. Pass. Thanks, thank you, Cleester. Next up is Carol, and I'm going to need the first initial of your last name, and then we're going to open it up for more shares. Okay, Russ. Carol. Russ, Russ. I yes. think maybe you heard Cheryl as Carol. Is that possible? <laughs> sure. <laughs> there's a lot of things possible. So we're going to go with Cheryl. And that's, <laughs> All right. Let's do it. <laughs> and what's um, your first initial of your last name, Cheryl? It's A. Cheryl A. Okay. Awesome. So my name is Cheryl A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Brookline, Massachusetts. And this takes my breath away. And the history that Harlan um, shared with us is so important. Because when my mind goes to there is no hope for me, I know that is my disease speaking. He says at long last, how many of us, I've had that experience of when is it going to change at long last? How many years and decades some of us have suffered? And at long last, like we know his story. And in these couple of pages, there are these words that give so much hope. It is just a moment never to miss in this book, even the page before when he talks about my ideas about miracles were drastically revised right then. Um, Here he's talking about something falling from his eyes. And then in in the next moment, an an awareness is going to burst upon him. It's like something is happening to him in these instantaneous moments where he is getting right present in the moment he's in. He's not in the past. He's not in the future other than being filled with hope. And how is that possible? It, it just takes my breath away. Um, this morning I woke up at 4 a.m. and I was struggling with something, significantly struggling with something, and I just decided to meditate, and I did. And something clicked for me in that meditation and I got clear about something. And I'm so grateful that happened on the day we read this because it reminds me that it is in pausing and getting quiet and turning to a power greater than myself, even though I do not understand that power. And today I don't need to try anymore. There's someone in this program that tells us all the time, I know two things about God, that there is one and it's not me. And that is okay, but I experienced this instantaneous moment myself this morning because I got clear about something that has been that I've been struggling with. And I didn't get clear because I tried to think it through more and I didn't get clear because I read more even and I didn't get clear because I I just did one more controlling thing. I just stopped myself and did what my book tells me to do, which is to pause and go to God. And God came to me just 
like he did here. I'm so happy to be with all of you this morning and filled with lots of hope. I hope you are too. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Cheryl. All right, we're going to open it up for more shares. Let me tell you where we're at. We're on page 12 in Bill's story, the fifth paragraph. Also, I was convinced that God was concerned, and it ends with the new world came to view. And if you shared in the past you know, two days, please step back so others could have a chance to share. Who, who would like to share on this? Sabana G. Sabana G. Joy B. Carrie M. Matthew. Joy B. California. Hold on. Ginger Matthew. C. I got Ginger. There was Carrie. There was one between Matthew and Terry. Joy B, California. Jo- Joy. Okay. So we could probably take two more. I think we can take two more. I'm not great with math, but we can try. Did you get Christina L? Uh, now I did. I got Christina L. Let's try one more. Okay, so let's let's take this list. We got Silvana, Matt, Terry, Ginger, Joy, P, and Christina L. I'll get your initials as you jump on. Silvana, you're up. Uh, good morning, everybody. My name is Silvana G. I'm a compulsive overeater in Pennsylvania. I'd like to identify in and also uh, share on the pride, the skills of pride coming off my vision. Um, I sat in church for about 20 years thinking that I had re- I had already removed a lot of pride um, after that many years. But what I realized is I was doing the removing, so a lot of my viewing was still very self-centered and very selfish. I seen only what I wanted to see. Um, what I understand now through this uh, reading is that God had to do the removing of the pride, not Savannah, but God, because to get the the view, God's view, which uh, is much, much better than what I could ever accomplish in terms of removing the skills of pride, um, is a lot more has a lot more benefit to it rather than me trying to remove the skills of pride. Um, and the other thing for me is that I have, this is, this is just not an only one and done situation for me is a continuous thing, uh, that it keeps, that God keeps showing me where I still fall into pride and where I need to be corrected. And I, that's one of the nice things about the nightly constructive review is that I can come, I can actually go back and I can see, um, you know, where am I acting out of pride? You know, have I harmed, you know, do I need to correct a situation or, you know, whatever. Um, so for me, the scales of pride continually have to be removed. And um, so I, I pass with that. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Silvana. Next up is, I believe it was Matthew. I just I didn't get the uh, first initial. Yes, hi. My name is Matthew G. I'm a compulsive overeater in Paris. Go for it. Uh, you got muted, Matthew. Star one. 
Hi there. Sorry about that. My name is Matthew G. I'm a compulsive old reader in Paris, American expat, um, and just so grateful to have found this meeting. Um, it's two months today, I found you guys, um, and I'm new to the program, four and a half months, and I just am so, so grateful coming every day to this meeting or listening to the recording if I can't make it live. Um, and just really want to thank you. This 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 paragraph is amazing. I um, woke up this morning at 3.30 in the morning and, and I was so excited about the meeting and I wanted to check out the paragraph for today and I looked at it and just it was just great. you know. And something that came to my mind was um, scales of pride and prejudice falling from my eyes. And um, I always thought that that was like scales, like, like fisheye scales. And, and I thought maybe, um, maybe it could be like scales that you like weigh and measure stuff with, you know, or like, you know, a perspective thing, like a scale. Of, and like, I was, I, my tendency is to scale with my, with my pride and my, and my prejudice to weigh and measure things. And my perspective, the vision of things is just really my, how I see it, you know, all my ego and everything. And having that fall from my eyes is such a cool <clears throat> such a cool thing that a new world can come into view and um, just quick thanks to to Harlan not only for his historical um, perspective but his solution he's just incredible to to hear him say that you know that he you know that I at long last now can I see recovery thanks to you and 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 I feel hope you know and 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 now I really truly believe that God can and will if I continue to seek him uh, love to you and have a great day. Thank you, Matthew. Next up is Terry followed by Ginger C. Terry, I didn't get the first initial of your last name, so. Hi, I'm Terry M. from Miami, Florida. Okay, great. And great. Uh, thank you so much, Russ. I love um, what he says here because We've been uh, reading about Bill, and I think we know Bill, and this is a complete turnaround. And from the old Bill, I would have said, I saw, I came, I conquered. So this one that's more in a passive voice, I uh, saw, I felt, I believed. Very passive from the active voice that he used to be. And also that from a lone wolf, now he's talking to a fellow. He's reasoning things out. They're talking about God and all these things that we get when, when we talk to ourselves and when we're in this meeting and that we can spend time to talk about things that are not wanted to be discussed or, or talked about in the world, uh, the God idea or anything like that. So uh, I, I can see whatever click there that he's a changed man. I can see the transformation. And uh, and uh, it's just a miraculous change. And, and so this is what we get when we have a phone conversation or a meeting or in person or sponsoring, going through this book. Uh, and, and reasoning things with our fellows. And it's just a wonderful thing to see our whole lives turned around and a new world being established. 
And I'm so happy that it worked for him and that he's our example for us today. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Terry. Next up is Ginger C, followed by Joy P. And if you're if you're not sharing, please make sure you're muted. Good morning, Russ. Thank you for your service. This is Ginger yeah. C, a real compulsive overeater. Um, boy, you guys, I could cry this morning, and I'm not going to. Um, but my joy. And- We lost you there, Ginger. Need you to unmute for me. Star one, Ginger. Hey, Russ, can you hear me? Yep, gotcha. Go for it. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for your service, Ginger C., a real compulsive overeater. And I was just sharing that I could cry this morning because of the joy that is in my heart. Um, You know, this new world that has come back into view. Thank you for this grace, this God doing for me what I absolutely cannot do. And my message really is more for anyone who's struggling on the lines or who hasn't found abstinence and recovery. Um, You know, just don't give up. You just don't know what lies around the corner and how close It could be for you as well. Honestly, this relapse has been the biggest nightmare. It has been hell. I didn't think I would get back. And to see that I'm back today, and I don't even know what day the food went down, and I don't even care because all I have is right here, right now. All I have is this day. And what am I going to do with it? How am I going to stay plugged into this power that prevents me from taking that first bite and believing the greatest lie that somehow this food is okay for me to eat again. But I'm just blown away my experience with this relapse and just what recently happened. From day one, this obsession from food was lifted. And it is miraculous. And it is nothing about me. And I think that's the only way this is continuing with these days that I've put back together because I can't tell you how many times I tried to put the food down, get clean, get clear, and my head would not shut up, and it was loud, and it was crazy, and I couldn't stop thinking about the bite and the food and how I had to get it now, and it was just a matter of days, usually two, three days in, and I'm back to relapse because I couldn't stand the pain of my head, and to have that freedom from day one is just miraculous. So, again, if you're struggling or if you're new, just don't give up and just trust that your time will be there as well, and it's God's timing with all of it. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Ginger. Next up is Joy P. followed by Christina L. Thank you so much for the service, team. It's incredible. I'm Joy P., and I'm a compulsive overeater and healing in process. I've only been in the group for about three months, discovered by accident, and I am swimming, swimming in resentment because I'm almost 80 years of age. And when somebody said a few minutes ago, how long will you suffer? Well, I'm going to tell you forever. I, If I had a dollar for every OA meeting I attended, I would own an island, okay? If I had a, a dollar for every Bible I've read, every church I've attended, 
every uh, dieting program I've paid for, uh, I wouldn't have to worry about anything on the planet. I'd own the planet. And so this morning to hear that there's hope and to hear from those people who say hope, you know, because all the time I was doing those other meetings, Overeaters Anonymous was a book, or over Alcoholics Anonymous, rather, was this blue book, which was on the table that was near the entry of the exit, and you purchased it maybe. I went through the steps only once because nobody ever emphasized the necessity for going through the steps. So I'm really grateful for this program, and I'm coming to some sort of resignation that even if you discover it late in life, just five minutes before the mortician arrives, it's better to have an understanding than to leave the planet without one. So thanks so much for everyone who's here. Thanks, Julie. Next up is Christina Allen. I think we'll be able to take a, maybe two more. Did you call me? Yes, I did. Oh, dang, Chris. Good morning, Christina L. Compulsive Overeater from Florida. And, um, I don't think I really have much. Well, anyways, um, what's coming to me is when I first walked into the rooms, you know, I was of the belief that God did not care about me, my little problem or big problem with food, and that, you know, there, you know, it was just all a matter of like just scaring and forcing my way into um, abstinence and losing the weight that had accumulated from years of stuffing down feelings and stuff like that, that God did not care about any of the problems that I had. And just remembering that when I first heard that, it was, you know, I, I, I picture myself when I, when I first heard that, that, you know, God will help you, you know, put down the food. God will help you get abstinent. And God cares about, you know, problems that are going on in your life too, not just, starving children and and wars that are being fought and I just picture myself like with my mouth hanging wide open like what (laughs) it just was like such a novel idea for me and um you know as I've gone through the years in program and and did learn that yeah God does help me with my food too um you know I've I've come to learn that God does care about me and all the other things um, and that was the pride and prejudice that I had towards God, thinking that I knew who God was. Um, and like like we say, you know, the only thing that I need to know about God is that there is one and that I am not it. And for years, I tried to play God. And I actually had a therapist who <laughs> I remember being in um, a session with her and she just like, I must have been rambling on or something. I don't know what it was. But she just came out with this forceful declaration, you are not God. And I'm just like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, I never said I was. And it wasn't until I came into this program and understood, like, oh, that's what she's talking about. And, um, you know, even last year when I came back from relapse, I still had a lot of, a lot of, prejudice towards God and, you know, what he was about and um, what he was expecting of me. And once again, you know, the scales of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes. And the only thing that I know for me today from that experience was 
you know, I think that was probably the first time that I really, really, truly was honest with God and just expressed my um, deep dissatisfaction with my life and where it was going and everything that was wrong with me, or so I thought that was wrong with me. And, um, and, uh, I'm just very grateful to be where I'm at today, and uh, thanks for letting me share, and I'll pass. All right. So we have time for about two more, probably about two two more shares. Jackie and, A. Uh, okay. We're going to go Chris, with Jackie Chris A. E. Audrey and M. P. I, I had Jackie A. And is, is it? Audrey is, M. P. Audrey okay, like Pepper. Or, I heard someone before you, but we'll go with you. Whoever, Chris W. I, Chris, you're going to have to jump on the next meeting if you could. All right, Jackie A., you're up. Hi, everybody. Thank you incredibly much. Um, I am very grateful to this program because I, I shared on Tuesday that I got through my ninth step amends face-to-face with my mom and had arrangements yesterday to meet with my ex-partner, who was my Ebby that got me into the program. And um, I followed God's cues and was in prayer all day, surrendering all day. And my work day, I got to meet really spiritual clients, some end of life, some with HIV, um, some with transition identities. So it was like a spiritual shot, thank God, through the 530 hour. I led my local meeting on um, on spirituality. It was the woman, uh, the woman's story at home who drinks, and um, I got stood up by my ex. And uh, I reached out uh, during the workday, during uh, right after work when he would have usually gotten out, to my understanding, last time, right. And at six, I left a phone call and then I let it rest. And I followed the guy's cues throughout the day. It was like, just keep going, like a little nudge. And um, the gift of grace happened last night. I live in the northwest corner of Connecticut. It's summer. There's lightning bugs everywhere. I felt like I was just walking in like an existential experience last night with my dog. Um, We walk a lot. I have a lot of energy. So um, I got to, on the phone with my sponsor, pick a tiger lily, which happened to be the tattoo that I got of my mom on my foot, right? So there's one on the phone on my way up this hill. And there's the oldest house in my town that's on the top of my hill. And it's an old farmhouse. The other tattoo, sorry, the tattoo is for my babushka and my mom. The nickname was Lily and one had tiger lilies. So on this farmhouse, Babushka lived in a farmhouse, I got to put down a tiger lily. And I said that putting down to rest like a grave. Last night, my ex didn't show up. I got ghosted. But I got to pay respects to the ghost at someone's house, the women's house. Like, it's just, it, I don't know if that makes sense to people. But like, that, to me, like, God was with me. Like I was like a soft tear. Like, I literally felt like as if I was wearing all black, but the night was wearing all black. And it was just, it was sparkles, like it was prana, it just, it was energy. And I felt such peace. And I knew at that moment, it was time I can sponsor again, because I was like, I'm not ready. Like, I can't sponsor yet again, because I'm not done. And last night, it was like, I'm done. According to the big book, according to the 12 and 12, I'm done with nine. 
So I just, I'm, you know, my Ebby, I don't know. I don't know. The set-aside prayer, I don't know what happened to him. But I did in that voicemail say, I pray that you get home safely no matter what, and thank you. So, you know, I just, I'm coming home. I came home to myself. I'm safe within myself. I'm safe within my home. And I'm a damn good provider and safe in my community. So thank you so much, everybody. I love you, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks, Jackie. And our last year is going to be Audrey MP. Good morning. Good morning, Vision for You. This is Audrey MP. I'm calling from Southern California, and it's really dark and early over here. Um, And I am gratefully recovering uh, in a way. I am really inspired by the shares this morning, Um, and I'm really happy to be up early to to participate. you know, what I heard was hope and what I heard was recovery and what I've heard in the shares, thank you everybody who shared before me, is, um, you know, the awareness. And I have to say, I've been in a way, I, I'm recovered in my bottom lines of bulimia and self-hatred for 29 years. 29 years, I haven't stuck my head in the toilet. I still struggle with food. I still struggle with body dysmorphia. Um, and I, you know, and I just have to say, I have a very, very tempting offer to go to a party of my high school classmates this week. It's a, you know, like a 45 year reunion and, um, or 40 plus year reunion and someone's having someone's having a big barbecue in the backyard and they have to travel far to get there. And the reason I'm sharing this is because I want to go. And the truth is no one there is in recovery. Everyone's drinking and using. There's going to be food like crazy. And I, I, it's just been suggested that in order to really gain my recovery and my abstinence, entire abstinence, I need to change my playground my play toys, and my playmates. And I want to go, and I want to give my desire to my higher power, and I really am praying that I be led, you know, I be led on where I need to be on Saturday afternoon, like safe at home with my meals or at this, you know, party. So it's not an official reunion. So I, you know, I, I, it says in the big book we have to, and, and I don't feel like anyone would hear my message if I went. You know, that it says in the big book we go to sordid places to spread the message. I don't know that being an example there is God's will for me. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep coming back and sharing. I want to thank you, everybody, for putting the meeting on together, and I pass. Thank you, Audrey. You are our last share. So thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following closing. So today's share ID for July 1st, Friday, July 1st, 2022, is 19,126. That's 19126. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. So I have... uh, Vanita L. will read A Vision for You, our book, 
is meant to be su- suggested only. Yep, Vanita L. recovered compulsive overeater but not cured in Georgia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask God in your morning meditations what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.